this week on the Bepcast. Saratoga played Saratoga. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Bepcast. Hey, 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 Woo! Episode 273. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, I'm a little extra excited over there. Yeah, it's seven three plus seven plus three is like. Oh six. God! Don't go down that rat. Don't do it. No, that's like Pythagorean. It adds theorem. up to twelve, like, and then 12, divide 12 that by six. No, nope. One plus and then two. Add three, no, one plus and two then is three. Add eleven. It's nine eleven. <laughs> and and the math no. is on the back of the Constitution. Well, one plus two oh, is Bill's three. Trying to tell me something. <laughs> there are three sixes in six six six. That's true. Uh huh. Half six divided three. by three is two. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. Two times three is six. Yes. Six. six. New, yes. Epi- new episode confirmed. Six. 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 Illuminati. Uh huh. Right. right. Mountain Dew. Illuminati Mountain Dew. Yeah. Brought to you by. <laughs> now that everyone's hit stopped. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Uh, yeah, what we do, besides come up with wonderful conspiracy theories each and every week, mm-hmm. we go and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Yeah. We come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one five jocks and robot jocks. Yes. Almost on Blu-ray. Almost. Almost. <laughs> and the bad bad movies. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags as in douchebags after Twilight. Correct. It's a shame. Boo. Yeah. That is that Those not the territory we want to be. Available on Blu-ray. That yes. movie is made of poop. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so. You know what? Themes. Uh, we do them sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes we don't. Not this yeah. one. Well, I mean, sometimes we do, sometimes no, we don't. We stopped. We stopped. Yeah. After April. Yeah. We ran out of successful out April, of and now. So yeah, sometimes when there are no themes, we just simply do a movie like we did this week, Street Hunter, nineteen ninety, Star- starring, I think the most decorated Bamcast alum there is. This will yes. be his eighth appearance. General Steve James. Steve James. Yes. And also, I mean, Brigadier General I think, Steve James. I think you said in the credits before. Him even, which I don't get, but uh-huh. I think top billing is uh, Reb Brown. Reb Brown mm-hmm. uh, from your from your, your. Hunter. From <laughs> yes, Street Hunter from the future. Yes, um, Hunter from the street. All right. So uh, plot summary. That's what we do, right? Sure. I guess it's, it's quick. Okay. Logan Blade is a tough bounty hunter who has to confront a gang led by ruthless Colonel Walsh. Quick Logan Blade. Well, that's that's an intro. Logan yeah. Blade is a phenomenal movie name. Isn't it though? Yes. And by the way, Steve James also co-wrote this movie, so Hell yeah, no yeah. doubt he wrote down Logan Blade and said, "I will play Logan Blade." Yeah. Because why not? <laughs> but yes, he's he's Logan Blade. Red Brown is Colonel Walsh. Yes. And the guy who is basically the tool Walsh is using <laughs> to take over the city uh-huh. is John Leguizamo. Yes, Banffcast alum. John Leguizamo. Is he? What? The Happening. No. And uh, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, dear. Oh, the Mario Brothers. Yeah. Mario. He's been gone from the show a long time. Not long enough. Yeah. Yeah. For good reason. Yeah. Kind of awful. Yeah. So he's in this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He is. And so's uh, Go Get Your Shine Box from the Goodfellas. Yeah. Frank Vincent. The man with the half-inch forehead. (laughs) Go get your fucking shine box. Gangster extraordinaire. Mm Mm-hmm. There's ever been a mob anything, that guy's yeah. in it. Now, was I right that he was the 
dude whose head got ran over in the final episode of The Sopranos, or is that different? No, it's the guy who looks exactly like him. He was the guy who basically took over at yeah. the end, and then that's he went out that way. Yeah. yeah. He was in Casino also. I mean, he's in everything. Yep. He's not in this much, though, so... Not really. No. And certainly not for the first hour. Nope. First hour is exposition. Yes. Also, the last half hour the first is hour? exposition. <laughs> Yes. It was a lot of the hours. I feel like this movie never started. Yeah, well, all right. So the way the movie did start is like in a cemetery. Yep. John Leguizamo and crew are showing up and mm-hmm. they're digging up some cocaine. As you do in the cemetery. I guess it was a, a drop they, for cocaine. They just shoved over a headstone, just yep. chucked it over. Yeah. Yes. And started scooping all sorts of cocaine out of it in bags. Yes. Not just piles of cocaine. And, and Steve, oh, man, it's like very, from the very beginning, Steve James is sitting in a sweet ass van. And mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of watching what's going on, watching them arrive. And then, like, he looks over and he's like, well, we're going to do this, partner. And, like, there's just a shot where, like, nobody says anything for just a second. I'm like, it's a dog. <laughs> you were praying. You were I was like, literally praying for it to be a dog. And, be a dog, and then it just pans over and it's like, it's a Doberman. And it's yeah. like, fuck yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah. Dog's name is Munch. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so they get out of the van. And then we don't see them for a little bit because... Um, Leguizamo and crew get the cocaine, and then a car full of uh, the Italian mobsters roll up. Yeah. And they just basically start back and forthing of, like, you're taking our fucking cocaine? Yeah, we're taking your fucking cocaine. It's a stupid fucking plan. You calling me stupid? Yeah, I'm calling you stupid. Stupid fuck, fuck, stupid, stupid fuck. Back and forth, back and forth until he's like, oh, yeah, well, you're about to be a bunch of dead guys. Until Leguizamo's like, and a whole bunch more guys show up. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, I brought my friend, Colonel Walsh. Yeah. Meet mm-hmm. him. And he comes out not dressed like anybody else he's wearing like uh basically the arctic camo yes like it doesn't fit with where he is at all mm-hmm. yes he should be battling in the snow somewhere yeah. but uh but yeah it comes out and it's just like i love that he yells his very first words in the movie are fire at will to which he just unloads and starts going full gun face yeah like he's kind of telling himself to fire at will yeah. but it's it's i don't know it's kind of great see now you guys weren't lucky enough when you watched your because it's dubbed that you did not get the Red Brown experience because that dude yells a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's a delight every time it happens. So yeah. the fact that we get it right away in this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yep. you, you know what you're going to get from Red Brown. Star Red Brown. In this yes. <laughs> just yelling and gun faces. I do hate that he's bigger on the poster than Steve James. That's kind of dumb, but, you know, whatever. We don't know where, what market that poster was in. This thing went straight to video, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, he kills a bunch of dudes. Yep, yeah. kills all, all the Italian people that showed up. Yeah, well, no, well, I'm sorry, except for the lead guy who who dove in the car like right before the gunfire mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, yeah, and and Logan, Logan Blade has been just kind of he's been <laughs> yeah, watching. You have to say his whole name. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Logan Blade has been watching this kind of from the sidelines, going, hmm. Yeah, this probably isn't good. No. Yeah, but Red Brown and like company are like, all right, you know, commandos, let's fuck off because I mean, he's taken like some. Basically, what happened is he's taken some of like was almost crew and like supposedly turned them into highly Super trained, soldier. yeah, mercenary, yeah, mercenary dudes. Yeah. So they're like, cool, we're done. You know, we celebrate tonight. Let's fuck off. And that's when you know he's like, don't wait. You know, don't take too long. Like was almost, and he goes and confronts the the guy in the car. And he basically just starts pleading for his life, like yeah. just. Cry. He's he's basically inching it out, inching it out, just like bad oh, right yeah. here, super bad. Yeah, and that's when Steve James is like standing over the side, like you know, like you know, <laughs> good show, everybody. Like mm-hmm. murdered a lot of dudes, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's like, who the hell are you? Well, he comes out after the dude, like 
after leg was on, it blows the guy's head oh, off. That's oh, yeah. right, yeah. He, he, blows it, yeah he blows the guy's head off and then backs up into his original posse of, like, four dudes. Mm-hmm. We're all just like, yeah, good job, boss. You know, yeah, that's we did Logan shoot Blades. that unarmed man in the yeah. head. <laughs> Logan the one that was crying, pleading yeah. for his life. Yeah. And so, right, like, right before that happens, you see him send his dog off. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, <laughs> dog yeah. runs off. So uh, it, it just become, becomes like this, you know, like, so I... I you guys are murdering fools, huh? Mm-hmm. That's that's neat. Uh, yeah, and the Andy's basically just like Angel. I'm gonna have to take you in. Yeah, and a- Angel's sort of like, what is this? A block party? What is everyone here? <laughs> yeah. Hanging out in the cemetery? What the hell's going on? Yeah, and he he, he starts. To, he's got this line that he says to Angel like 16 times in the movie. Just like, are you coming along or what? Mm-hmm. He just keeps saying that, and Angel's like, No, I've got a bunch of dudes here with guns. We're gonna stay here. Yeah, and we're well, gonna kill you. Well, this establishes not only, you know, once, when he shoots the guy in the head, he's talking shit to him the whole time. Yeah. It establishes that, like, as soon as this guy gets even a slight upper hand, he's just going to talk as much shit as possible in the most John Leguizamo <laughs> way possible. Uh-huh. So he's just nonstop talking shit at Steve James. Yeah. And that's when Munch the dog comes running yeah. in like a raptor from the side mm-hmm. <laughs> clever girl yeah attacks one dude who's very clearly wearing a protective arm oh, pad yeah. <laughs> for the dog to chomp on well the thing is the dog like there are few scenes where the dog is in like in it with a human yes like the all the shots are like dog alone cut to dude going oh god dog <laughs> right like throughout like yeah. even with steve james i think there's only the one like did they pan over in the scene where they revealed the dog or did they just cut to they the panned dog? over they yeah, did pan was, over. Yeah. And there's a few shots in the van where it's a master shot where you can see the dog is there. Yeah, but yeah. most that of is, the time, that is it. Yeah, the yeah. dog is everything solo. else. The dog is not in this on the same set yeah. with humans. Yeah. yeah, they obviously bothered to introduce him to Steve James and get him used to it because like there's the shot in the van when he you know is sitting there, and then there's a shot later in the movie where he's like licking his face. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like you know they obviously were like okay acclimate to him. And Maybe like, it's actually Steve James's dog. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. yeah, not trained. But <laughs> just like but no, he, Logan starts shooting. It's his dog. Dog bites the one dude on the arm, yeah. and Logan just annihilates everybody else. Right. And then he yells a command at the dog to get out of the way so he can murder the last guy, yes. who's basically got it twice as bad as everyone else, because they just got shot. Mm-hmm. This guy got mauled and then shot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, he gets Leguizamo, who just took one on the shoulder, I guess, and it's like mm-hmm. he's like, all right, you're coming with me. Yeah. Throws, throws him in the van. van yeah. yeah. Takes, Takes him off to... The police, police. Because like, we don't, we don't really know that he's a bounty hunter. I mean, we can assume it based on the way he's dressed. Yes, so I don't think we mentioned it. He's wearing, he's wearing a, a an Australian duster and and hat. Yes, um, provided by the Australian Outback Company. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's just it's like yeah. Was okay. that in the credits? Yes, it yes. was. Yeah. Nice. So I'm hoping that's AustralianOutbackCompany.com. Go buy your duster and hat. Probably today. wasn't at the time. Maybe they're still around. This week's oh, Bamcast sponsored by Australian Outback. Yeah. Dot yep, Tumblr. Dot <laughs> <laughs> right. She lose those words. Just in- <laughs> Australian uh, uh, Barbie. <laughs> but yes, uh, so he, he gets him to jail. Yes, he, he does essentially, and and goes in and starts talking with the captain, who's like the most. At first, he's like the most cordial captain ever. He's just like, "Hey, all right, I actually like you, even though you don't work for me." And you know, well. The weird thing, like, so Steve James is walking through the station to get to the captain, and mm-hmm. he passes by two cops, guy and a girl, and the guy cop is just dressing down the girl cop like the worst 
possible dress down she could mm-hmm. get. Just like, you do what I say. When we're on and, the street, yeah. Yeah, nothing else. You listen to me, and you follow me, and you do what I say. And then he walks well, to by. to be fair, he's like three years, 30 years older, too. I know. I mean, so I don't, I don't mean I anything did, I didn't it. take it as like you know, the, the male-female thing. I thought it was just like, I'm, I'm the experienced cop. You're a no, young rookie. It was just a weird yeah. like half conversation, it, which then immediately just snaps because he walks through, and she's like, ooh, who's he? And then this guy becomes you know Sergeant Exposition and just... Well, that guy used to be a cop, and he was a good cop, but then now he's a bounty hunter, and he does things for us, and we like him and stuff. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's nice. <laughs> it's just everyone. It, it's one of those movies where whenever Logan is not on screen, people are talking about Logan. There's just constant hype going on for Logan Blade. But that's when he gets in the cap's office. Yeah. He's just sort of lounging on yeah, the cap's like desk. Quarter, like every other captain in every other movie ever would be like who the hell are you get off my desk yeah but he's but no, just, he's like, just man, like hey logan, logan you're pretty awesome come here for and chill him. out yeah and and then that's when the two detectives come in the pl- you know plain clothes detectives come in and like one guy's just kind of in the same mood of like hey what's up logan like because yeah. it's kind of you know it's explained of course he was a ex-cop and he was framed that i think uh uh sergeant exposition outside yes. said that to the to the rookie cop yeah so and then he was, uh, framed, for he was framed and she's like are you sure you didn't do it he's like no there's no way he yeah. just they they question his integrity and he's like I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So these these cops come in and one of them's just like Hey, what's up, Logan Bradley? And the other guy's just like immediately he's like Fuck is this guy doing here, Captain? Yeah. yeah fuck this guy. Why is he here? He's up to something. Yeah. Get him out of your office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's a jerk. God, that one guy. Ugh. It's so and man, we'll get to the end of that character arc thing, which doesn't end at all, which yeah. is really strange, but. This guy's just got a super boner for just like I hate this guy. Yeah, he's got a hate boner for Steve. Yeah, just man, Logan Blade fucking hates you. Just, just put your gun down. I'm gonna punch you in the face. I hate you. Yeah, but they, you know, basically the 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 chief is more or less like, all right, I trust him. Just get the hell out of my office. He's fine. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, good job. You know, Steve James. You you know, Logan Blade. You can go home. Right. And uh, as he's walking out, this guy takes another pot shot at him. He's like, I can't. You don't trust you, you dirty cop. Yeah. You're not a cop anymore. He does this whole weird thing where he like grabs his balls and he's like, "I, I knew you always has big balls on you." Grabs his balls and everyone's kind of looking at him like, "Really, we're doing this?" And then he's just like, he, goes, he makes a little you know pistol bang finger thing. Pew. pew. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know what does. you call that. Finger bangs him. Finger bangs him. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, no, is that not? That's what he did, right? Uh, no, uh, finger guns. Finger, finger bangs. guns. Bang bang. Yeah. No. Hey guy. Pew pew. Something like that. Probably yeah. not. That. Oh. Okay. Well, whatever. I think that's it. He intimidates him by making a gun motion with his fingers. Okay. And then it's like, I'm out of here. And as he's leaving, he goes to talk. To like the coolest cop in the precinct. I don't even know where this guy is. Like I don't know where he was hanging he's out. But down just, in the basement. He just kind of stops by and he's like, "Hey, Gianelli or something like that." It was yeah. Like, and this guy's awesome because this guy's like seventy years old. Probably shouldn't be a cop anymore. Like as white as you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they're like best friends. And yep. it's great because like he's just like Steve James is saying like all like this like cool seventies black guy slang to him, and this guy's just like, "Yeah, I'm hanging loose." Stuff. Yeah, well, he tells him to watch his creep. back when they're trying to pajamas. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, sound like my I'll, life. I will watch my back. <laughs> man, pajamas are bad. Yeah. You're one bad mother, Logan Blake. <laughs> but right on. This guy's awesome. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's not going to be around much longer. Nope. Because immediately the, the cops are like, let's make the most obvious prison transfer, prisoner transfer of all time. Yes. As we have a cop following the car in front with the lights on, and we take the very plainly marked, you know, carrier wagon behind you. Yeah. With just John Leguizamo and three cops in the back. 
Yeah, and they go through like some weird like they're just going through neighborhoods, which I, you would think there would be like an express highway from the jail to the prison, but no, they're just going through you know shitty bombed out New York, and then all of a sudden a manhole cover explodes, mm. kind of, <laughs> and the cops are like, "Hey, what?" And then you know Red Brown's on a roof, like, "All right, Team One, go do yeah. stuff." And just a bunch of dudes in sweatshirts jump out and just start shooting mm. and firing off smoke grenades. And Their uniform is just sweats. Yeah, sweats is, and a gas mask. Yeah. It's whatever, dude. <laughs> Jazzercise it warfare, up. man. <laughs> but, I mean, they fire like 500 shots. Oh, yeah. And this is before any cop has gotten out of the, out of the police van. They're just mm-hmm. firing into the smoke. And then after they fire like 500 shots, the two cops in the back of the police van sort of just jump out like, aha! And they immediately get another 500 shots into them, uh, including, you know, Wojohowicz or whoever the guy was. (laughs) What? Gianelli. Yeah, it was was something closer to that. They had a decent budget for, like, chest squibs on this movie because there's a lot of dudes who get it in the chest and it's the good RoboCop style. There's a lot of blood coming out of this dude's chest. Yes, that's where all the blood is. Yeah, <laughs> right in the chest and knees. Knees have a lot of blood in them. Mm-hmm. Too, yeah, right? that's true. But yeah, so the cops go down and they get Angel out, and mm-hmm. Red Brown is kind of just like you know. All right, let's go. Let's stop Time fucking around. We got business. Yep. And he's like, and you know, and of course he's like with zombies. He's like, "What the fuck took you so long?" Yeah. Come on, I, I was, was in prison I a was long in that time. Truck for forever. Ah. <laughs> well, when they first throw him into the jail, it's pretty good because he goes on oh. like a two-minute rant of just, "I'm gonna, you have families. I'm gonna find your families and kill them. I'm gonna I, kill your mother. I'm gonna kill your father. I'm gonna kill your kids. I'm killing everybody." And then, like, without missing a beat, "Come on, let me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm innocent." It's just like mm-hmm. that's not helping your case. There, no, that's not. <laughs> leave, well, there's leave a lot of that. like like the filmmaking here. There's a lot of we're filling time. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. just keep going with this yeah so there's a lot of like him just going not even knowing what to say next so he's just like well fuck yeah <laughs> fucking fuck well the scene where he was intimidating the one guy who was left at the cemetery oh, felt yeah. uncomfortably long because he kept kind of smacking that guy mm-hmm. and i don't think the guy thought it was coming and he kept trying to act while getting smacked and it yeah. was just not going very well yeah there's a lot of shots where it's just one shot and just keep going mm-hmm. and the prison cell was one of them but okay so he's out yeah, yeah, he's out, but like but meanwhile, no, but they get him out and they hand him a fucking rocket launcher yes. just so he can oh, blow yeah. up a cop car. It's like here, blow this up, and they cut to Red Brown, who's just like, man, yes. this guy. Oh no. Uh. <laughs> oh, I, I, we should also establish that the very first time that he was on screen, uh, like when it's all over, like like was almost basically doing like that uh, the the Looney Tunes dog thing, like every time. Red Brown's on screen. He's just like, that was pretty cool. I wish I was like you. I wish we could do that. What are we going to do mm-hmm. next, huh? What are we going to do next? Yeah. And like, he keeps putting his hand on his shoulder. He's like, don't touch me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the pecking order kind of changes. At the beginning, it's it certainly feels like Leguizamo is in charge of Red Brown. But after he breaks him out, he immediately becomes like his lapdog and is just sort of like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. I think you're cool. <laughs> Let's hang out. You know? Um. But then Logan Blade goes to goes to the club. Yeah, and the faster we can get through this whole section, probably the better. Um, okay, like he goes to his lady friends. His lady friend club. is singing there, or somebody's singing when she's moving her mouth. Um, yeah, there's a song, and there's yep. an audience of six, and, and there's a lady hitting on the bar, and like she's just like staring him down the whole time, and it's just he's all like, eh, "Okay, I'm sorry." It just begins this whole sequence of like every movie like this. Just immediately, she's like, "I love you, but you have to change everything about you." 
Well, yeah, that's yeah. always good. <laughs> yeah, they, they go backstage, and she's just like, Logan Blade, you son of a bitch, you know. And He's like, I, yeah, I'm sorry, I haven't been here, I've been working, I've been busy. And she's, she's like, like yeah. you're always busy doing your job and things, and stuff has to change, and yeah. by the way, you need a... You live in a van You need a place to live. I, I, I will give her that. I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize he was living in that sweet-ass van. That's a lifestyle change that probably needs to happen. He probably should get the an better, apartment, you know, yeah. That's some. That's sound advice. Think yeah. about this. He got that classy lady... Living in a van with his dog. With a dog. That's the power of Steve James. Yeah. Steve James is pretty to fucking be fair, charismatic. That's a pretty sweet ass van, but um Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, it's pretty sweet ass. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not bad. Um Um what But else? yeah, they they fuss at each other for a yeah. while and then suddenly it's, it's like long, sexy time. Yeah, it's a long exposition wet blanket scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because you get all his backstory <laughs> Some of her backstory. along with her wet blanketing everything. She didn't really have does. a backstory except I I'm a singer and you don't pay enough attention to me. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, guys are outside trying to steal his van. Yes. Yes. Hype men. Again. Oh, yeah. Because, like, one guy's like, fuck, let's take this van. And, and the other guy's like, like no, you don't know, that's Logan Blade's van. That's the Street Hunter van. Do not take Logan it. Blade, the Street Hunter. He's, he'll kill you. He will hunt your street. <laughs> we can't do this. And he's like, yeah. oh, man, fuck that. I'm going to break in this van. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly up- upstairs, yeah, literally, it's like, it's like cut to a different shot. And she's like, you son of a bitch. And then it's like, it's sexy time. <laughs> she's, she's just, you know. He is again, lying back in bed, pulling her down onto him sexily. And she's just like, how is this happening? You son of a bitch. You did it again. <laughs> you homeless motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some indeterminate amount of time has, has passed because yeah. they've had the sexy time, and then he basically comes down. and He's like, "Hey, I know you, kid. Yeah, um, you you know you you live here like with your grandmother. Your name's this. So I know your sister too." He's like, "Tell you what, uh, you need to you know you need to go down to the precinct and turn yourself in." And he's just like, "All right, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever you say." And he's like, "You know what? Actually, you know what? You're still in school, right? You need to finish school, and get a diploma. I'll be back in six months. You better have a diploma in your hand, or you'll meet me and you know my dog and all this stuff." <laughs> he, he, he says just, to the guys, he says like, he's going to take his. I'm going to. I'm going to be at your graduation yeah. with your mom. Yeah, and, and you're going to graduate. Yeah. yeah, and your sister. Because he's like, are you still in school? And he's like, yeah, I'm the valedictorian. <laughs> he's like, whatever, just look, <laughs> go back to school and you get a degree. It's like a five minute after school special happening here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. and it's also more exposition and hype man stuff for Logan Blake. Yeah, mm-hmm. essentially he does this whole thing where he's like, tell my lady she's pretty, and he's just oh, like, yeah, yeah. you and, you pretty baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're so fine. Tell her how fine she is. She'll all right, so now fine. that's enough. Look back. Okay. Look at me again. <laughs> and just does this whole weird thing, and then basically he's like, all right, get out of here, and I'll be back in six months to check on you yeah. and take your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he picks up his unconscious friend. <laughs> his friend's just like, what the hell? And he just kind of looks at the... And she just, like, smiles and like, oh, you. Logan. Yeah. You're... And his crazy. whole, like, when she starts what blinking him, he's just like, look, I have a job. I'm not a cop, but I always wanted to be a cop. My dad but- was a cop. Yeah, I, I like got a I, I got a bad rap as a cop, but I'm not going to stop trying to clean up the streets to keep it pe- safe for people like you. Yeah, all sounds very reasonable. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. make some money, live in a van down by the river with yep. a dog, you know, whatever. And but, they're driving. They yeah. get in the van, start driving. Dog sitting between them, mm-hmm. just like, hey guys, this is pretty great. Yep, I guess Phone they're going rings. to his place to, to her place to her stay. Place, with yes, it. he does that. Well, they're at his place. Yes, so it's in motion, <laughs> right? But yes, he gets a call. She's like, don't answer that. And he's like, uh, I'll just tell him no. And he picks up no, and they're like. Of course, it's the chief. Like Logan, get down here. We got nine dead cops. Yes, nine dead cops and your friend. Yeah, all right, all right, I'll, I'll be right, right there. there. And she just, she just loses it. She's like, I can't, can't believe. He's like, I lost a friend. She's like, I, all right, I can't, I don't care. <laughs> no, she kind of switches. Like, I'm, not really. I'm sorry for your loss, but yeah, truly sorry for your loss. But still, <laughs> please come yeah. inside with me. And he's like, I gotta go. Yeah, he's like, with- maybe I'm a street hunter. Mm-hmm. I have to hunt streets. Yes. Yeah. 
Streets must be hunted. Yeah. <laughs> but but they, basically, they go back inside. He goes inside, talks to the chief, mm-hmm. and of course, all those other two detectives are there. And of course, the, the one is just like, "You're not telling us something, Blade. Yeah, you know something we don't." And he's like, "My buddy's died too. What the fuck? No." And the, and the chief is just like, "Dude, yeah, lay he's off. On, he's on our side. Just back let him go. <laughs> yeah. What is your problem? <laughs> yeah." And then it's just kind of investigating for a while. Yeah, it's just Logan. Yeah, going they're from basically place like, Logan. Place. We need to get you out there and find yeah. out all the, find out what's happening. He interviews a lot of people who could have been like real New York street people and mm-hmm. not actors. That cab driver he talks to is definitely probably a crew member of some kind because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but yeah, he just he begins a trail. Like he starts talking to his yeah. contacts, and eventually he's like, "Well, I don't know anything, but this guy saw it." Yeah. And he goes to that guy, and that guy's in bed with a couple of ladies, and he interrupts that, and it's a whole scene, of course. You yep. know. But basically, he's just like, well, all right, I saw something, and I think, you know, this guy was involved. And he just kind of keeps getting this yeah. trail of, like, bouncing between people. It's it's it's, it's kind of like the black exploitation movie yeah. trail of, kinda, like, yeah. guys giving information that doesn't really matter. Right. You know, where it's like, oh, it's, he's they're tied with the Colombians, and there's something big going down later. Oh, okay. You know, but but it's one of those, like... <laughs> He's only given a little bit of information, but somehow that leads him to where he needs to be really, each time. Really, where it ends up is like he just gets the information from the guy finally that they're working big time. They got the Colombians, and then it's like a guy just calls him randomly. Yeah, as like, hey, I have information for you. And he's like, well, that's yeah. lucky. Yeah, and he's like, well, meet me. And he's like, no, no, no. But he's like, I'll tell you where we're to meet. Mm-hmm. You know, meet down here. And then it's like cut back to John Leguizamo's listening to this conversation, and he's found some punk kid who's. He's yeah. tricked to say you're wants in, to get in. Yeah, you're going to be, be one Diablo. Of the, yeah, you're going to be one of the Diablos if you do this for us. Yeah, yeah. And, and also at one point, Steve James meets with uh, Shinebox, who's like the head of the mafia family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that guy, and, and that's pointless too because he's like, yeah, listen, man, pointless. let me go after him. There won't be, you know, yeah. If, yeah. if you go after him, a bunch of not guys are going to die. Not only that, there was another string. Like he went to a guy that owed him a favor because he kept him out of jail for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like. I need a meeting with the Don. He's like, all right, but we're done after that. So then it's like, it's just, it's just, it's some serious second act padding because mm-hmm. like he goes to meet with the Don and then it's just like, he has the worst sales pitch. He's like, look, you guys don't do uh, uh, you know, you don't leave blood trails. That's not part of your business. You can kill them all. Just give me this guy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have a bounty on him. He's like the, the guy who actually like killed my son. Yeah. Thanks. But no, thanks. Yeah. I'm going to rip mm-hmm. his heart out. Bye. He's like, why are you trying to get vengeance for this guy? He's my son. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, no, nah, we're going to take care of this. I mean, to be fair, he's got a good point. You know, in the vengeance scale, the guy who actually yeah, made the he, made the call. He's one up Steve James. Yeah. yeah, Steve James was like, well, you got a point. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> fair point. harsh language at yeah. me. That's mm-hmm. all he really did. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a sound, sound maybe, point there. He guess maybe I gotta respect killed you. a guy I was cool with. <laughs> you and my girlfriend making good points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Left and right. But yeah, yeah so he, he gets basically sent into a trap in an mm-hmm. abandoned yes. movie theater. Uh, and this guy's like doing a really shitty job trying to keep him occupied. He's like, all you have to do is keep him occupied while the shooter gets into position. And the shooter's like, I like twenty the feet looked, away. I like that the guy looked a little bit like trash from a little bit, yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety Bronx Warriors, yeah, very obviously wearing a wig with a very tight headband on mm-hmm. to keep it in place. But <laughs> yeah, he is just like, I'm gonna be a Diablo. And <laughs> this is one of my favorite like movie tropes ever. Is like the guy that's the shooter is like didn't bring a loaded gun. No, he's like, gonna, he's like he's like assembling the gun twenty feet away from him, yeah. so like he can hear it clicking and putting in the magazine. Yeah, and this it's like really loud, echoey, abandoned movie theater just uh-huh. I'm like, slapping in a magazine. Bring a and... fucking loaded gun! <laughs> like, what's the problem here? Yeah, 
But, you know, it, it, wisely, Munch, the dog, has gone up to the balcony to thwart the... Yeah. <laughs> and he murders that guy. Mm-hmm. Pushes him over the balcony. <laughs> yeah, <he does>. yeah. <laughs> Munch just murders that guy instead. Yeah. 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 He's and over then, the is that the only kill that he gets? I think that's the only kill we can credit to Munch. Yeah, that's the only yeah. confirmed yeah, Munch yeah. kill. Munch does sort of... He does some maulings, but he... That guy, he snapped his neck. Yeah, we never saw him, him again. Yeah. yeah, but he... Yeah, he killed that guy. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Steve, Steve James, James is like... Okay, it's in on. a machete fight with the guy. Oh yeah, because he pulls out a fucking knife. Yeah. Uh, well, that guy, the the stuntman with the yeah. wig, does. But Steve James pulls out like a collapsible baton thing. It's yeah. yeah. Asp. An asp. Yeah. Sure. He's like he pulls out a snake. Let's do it, motherfucker. Yes. No. <laughs> and they battle. So it's like yeah. Conan the Barbarian. It's not filmed very well, but there's some no. impact to it. So Steve, the one move that Steve James is always able to sell is like this. This sharp kick to the gut yeah. that mm-hmm. he gives these guys, which yeah. is usually like the finisher. Yes, and man, it, like like because they'll they the fights will be clumsy, but then when he lands that, it's like oh damn, yeah, mm-hmm. that hurts. And they'll sell it that it's it's sort of like a Jackie Chan movie thing where it's like you kick a guy in the gut and then you yank him backwards, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, that had impact. All right, that was yeah. good. Um, so yeah, he hits him with one of those. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, well fuck that guy. Yeah, and cut to police office. Yeah. We're same. <laughs> the chief, those two detectives, and Steve James are interrogating this guy. He's like, I'm not telling you nothing. And then this scene just goes great because basically, like, he's just like, I'm not saying anything. I'm Diablo. And they're all just like, Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they were using you as soon as, as soon as they killed you know him. Yeah, they were to kill you too. Like, no, oh man, I'm gonna be a Diablo. You ain't nothing. Yeah, yeah, and, police and he, man. Well, yeah, well, he calls the chief. He's like, I. I I'm not going to talk, especially not to some white guy. Yeah. yeah. And then then and the chief gets pissed. Oh, some some he's, white sellout. Yeah, because yeah, he's apparently Hispanic, so he just goes on this fucking tirade at him, like half in English, half in Spanish. Yep. Oh, it's using every, of motherfuckers. Using every possible word in the book, both in English yep. and His Spanish. His name was some, like Captain something Jimenez, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. Captain motherfucking Jimenez. Ralph, was it Riviera? <laughs> was it Riviera? I thought, something. I don't know. But man, I, anyway. he, he but just, yeah, he just returns to himself as I'm Captain. You know, what was this goddamn name? It's, it's not know. an IMDb. Damn it! Can't no. tell you. Sorry, Captain Motherfucker. Yeah, uh, Captain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Captain Rivera. Okay, is it okay? okay. Captain Rivera. Rivera. No, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I don't know. It's 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 fucking great. It's he goes great. off on. The, I mean, it got uh, many applause from yeah. us. It, yeah, it, it was. It was really fantastic. Tiny applause. Yes. Many yeah, times. and and he's basically just at the end of it. He's like, just get this guy the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're just letting him go. I mean, it's just like yeah, whatever, get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's you know he's not going to give up anything. Nah. Yeah, like, and and this is the point where the two detectives like have yet another conversation about how the one, how the the one guy just oh he wants to bust Logan so bad. Yeah, and the, know, and, the he's gonna, the, and he's going to follow him out. Yeah. Well, before this, at some point, there's been a whispered phone call mm-hmm. to. Uh, it was to Angel, right? Yeah, to, well, to Red Brown, yeah. Yeah, it okay. was to Red Brown. Right, to tell him what was going on, and it's like, oh, okay, one of the cops is in on this, so... Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's just like, I, I have some information. Yeah. <laughs> tell the street hunter. You've got to get in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're like, okay, it's that fucking douchebag cop who hates yeah. Steve James, because why not? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's one more scene of... of that angry guy's partner just like, man, just calm the fuck down. Just go yeah. home, take a bath or something, and just mm-hmm. chill out. I got stuff to do. I'll see you later. Yeah. And uh, this is this is when, like, uh, Steve James's lady friend is at home mm-hmm. and preparing a bath like, or something. Yeah, and she hears somebody pound on the door, and she's yeah. like, that's probably not good. Yeah, I should probably hide. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, it's two, uh, two of the Diablos come in, and 
they go to the they go to the shower and just unload through the shower curtain, just gunning it down. Yep. And she's hiding behind the door, so she bashes the door into them, runs out into the room, and is about to run out the door. And oh no, there's a guy there. Yeah. So she runs back to the kitchen, grabs a frying pan that's apparently frying food that she was frying before hopping in the shower. She probably had it on simmer. So yeah, yeah. Just, well, it's still not very. Either safe. way, she throws it in this guy's face. Yep. And then this chick, she beats, wails yeah, oh God. on this guy's head. Yes. Does she? With I think this she, frying she, pan. Well, I think she also grabbed a trophy and whacked it over somebody's head. Yeah. Too. Like there was well, because the of... two dudes who were in the bathroom, one of them explodes out of the door like yeah. fucking Superman. Oh yeah. <laughs> like she shut the door on them. And they're like, well, door handle no work. Shock <laughs> on. <laughs> so he, honestly, it looked like it looked like if someone had tripped over the bath mat. Just went, oh bam. <laughs> Yeah, so those two guys come out, and she deals with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kicking everyone's ass, yeah. I mean, and really convincingly, too. I mean, you like, hit a guy I, with a burning frying pan, yes. Was mm-hmm. she a stunt woman? Do we know anything about that? No. Or was it just stunt guys who were just like, nah, just go ahead, just fucking wail on my head. I, th- this, I think it was probably frying pan. they were just like, we're fucking crazy, let's do it, come yeah. on. But, like, you get that feeling, because, I mean, she connects with this oh, guy's yeah. head with that frying pan, which, yeah. you know, had to be like a rubber frying pan, but still. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It, it, it was sold well by everyone involved. Yeah. But so she does that and then runs out the door and, oh, it's another freaking guy with a gun. Yeah. 65-year-old, yeah. <laughs> two weeks to retirement henchman, <laughs> showed up. Is this the point where it gets kind of rapey or was it before that? Was uh, it before the it, firing pan? No, it's because that guy backs her in and the yeah. other guy's like, oh, man. The, as yeah, okay, as right, soon as that right. guy shows up, the other guys all pop up. Like, I mean, yeah. what the to hell? To be fair, right. it's like, all right, it starts to get a little rapey. And then it's like, she gives a really good nut kick. Yep. And mm-hmm. the guy's like, oh. And then like. The guy back, with a really stupid mustache. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. back again. He's, he's like, yeah, kick me again. <laughs> I got a knife now. And this is this is where it starts to get real creepy. And she, she spits in the guy's face. And, and then somehow she gets loose again, right? Because like, it's like somehow she takes them all out again. Actually, this might have been before the frying pan. Because she gets loose and like this. No, it's it, it's after because that yeah. the the old dude comes in and that's when everyone gets up and is like, oh no, it's on now. How dare you? Because I, I thought it was down to one guy because like she's a, like about to escape again. I think she might have frying pan done crazy bit with the rapey people. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but I'm just saying because sure, like no. she was about to run out the door again and there's another person waiting yeah. outside again. And, okay, but and, that's when Logan is out there. Yeah, well not yet because like first it's the it's the cop the the dirty cop like well present. no Logan's got well oh, basically that's right. yeah. the guy has the gun on her. Yeah, you're right. And then Logan walks up behind the guy with a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's then, when the other cop comes in. Well, yeah, and the other cop comes in. The oh, cop man. who who seemed like he was the nice friendly guy. to yeah. him. Of the of the not the crazy part, yeah, not the, the cheese, nice but the, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. just like, well, and, yeah. and I'll admit, it actually played against us having seen this many movies like this, mm-hmm. because like any other movie, you'd be like, it's being so obvious that it's the white guy that it's yeah. got to be the other partner, right? And we actually suspected the chief for a minute, just because like he was also so super friendly to him yeah. too, yeah, yeah. But but after his explosion on the game, we were like, man, I really hope it's not him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy's it's too good of an yeah. acting job for that guy mm-hmm. to be in on it. Um. But no, it's it's the other guy, and he's like, "Who do you think framed you before?" Yeah. <laughs> well, it does that cool movie thing of dude. He's the cops pointing the gun at the bad guys, and then just in one shot, just whoosh, over and mm-hmm. points it at Logan. Mm-hmm. Logan's like, and then everybody instantly gets up. Yeah. Yep. But man, Logan is just like, man, you son of a bitch. What? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut like immediately too. They're tied up like uh, Last Crusade style, you know, back to back in chairs. Yes. And um, you know, just like. <laughs> Well, no, it's not that. 
No, no. They, he takes off with the girl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and he's I'm like, sorry, he yeah. can't. And then immediately hops in the car and is just running yeah, around. And he's like, part. "Come on, come get your donut, <laughs> Logan." <laughs> that's right. I forgot, Street, Mister Street Hunter, <laughs> Logan Blade, Street mm-hmm. Hunter Logan. Yeah, I forgot about the whole sort of <laughs> yeah. quasi. And they sequence. get there, and then you know he walks in, and Red Brown's got the gun on. His but now, wait, lady. hold on. Okay, okay. But, yeah. Because before they get there, Logan has to make up some time. In between the the because he's got a lead on him, so he fires off something on That's his right. van panel. He's got LED diode panels in there, and then it's like rocket nitrous or something. But it's really just like <laughs> two giant sparklers shooting out of the back of this van, like it's dragging its muffler or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's implied that the van is now somehow going faster. They don't speed up the film. It's been turbocharged. <laughs> but yeah, the implication is okay. Sweet, he's got rocket boosters on that fan. Uh huh. So yeah, then he gets to where they are. Um, I don't. I'm, no one seems all that super concerned that he has, you know, some rocket boosters on this van. I mean that it doesn't I mean, really I mean, come into play. I mean, I mean here at this table, I'm just saying like there's a, there's implications that this man has some sort of turbo boost on his van. Well, yeah, well you know, it's a, a Night Rider okay, like well, panel I, well, in his car. Yeah. I. The only thing I can express is mild outrage. <laughs> because it's like, oh, fucking rocket boosters! And then, just next scene, whatever. Yeah. It's him pulling up to the place where he's supposed Van's to Van's got a Roman candle sticking out the back, and then... <laughs> All right. Just... It cuts to nothing. It should have been way more exciting it's, than it was. It's weird, because the, they, they have two specific scenes where the car, or the, the van has some sort of super, souped-up extra features on it, mm-hmm. but it's... It, y'all, y'all want one Megaforce, and suddenly it's... Cars with rocket boosters are passe now. It's not passe. It's just it's not done very <laughs> hey, well here. I, I appreciated it for its cheesiness and out of placeness in this movie. I enjoyed it when it happened, but it looked bad. It was still All cool. Right. I mean, I can use my imagination. Uh-huh. Oh, I do. You can, can yeah, you? I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, either yes. way, he gets there. Yeah. Red Brown's got the gun on her, and mm-hmm. he's like. We've been waiting for you, Logan. Well, I thought I thought he has to, does he murders the cop first, like right outside, doesn't he? Isn't this happen here before he goes inside? Am I skipping ahead again? Because he's got the, he's got he's got the he, <laughs> he got the ejecting knife or whatever. Oh right, yeah, yeah. There's, there's dudes outside and the cop, and he's like, "Come on, Logan, let's do this." And yeah. that's when he fires the ballistic knife. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At that, dude. I like ejecting knife, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, he fires thus, a few chikung, yeah. knife. Thus ending the police subplot. Chikung knife. Because ending that it. other cop never shows up You again. never see him again. You would think you would get at least one moment of, okay, Logan, you're all right. You know, it was obviously that asshole and my partner, and I'm an idiot for not knowing it. But I guess this guy went home, took a bath, and we never saw him again. So Yeah. Because we don't see the captain again. We don't see any police nope. officers ever again. It's all Logan one-man army at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, now cut to immediately, like, he's been grabbed and... yeah. Their Temple of Doom, or not, uh, you know, Last Crusade, yes. tied yeah. up. And he has the dog next to him. Right. And Oh, yeah, that's right, before. He's, he's like, munch, go. Yeah. yeah. Out there. You know, I, Red Brown's like, <laughs> kill the mutt. <laughs> One guy tries, misses, he was like, dog got away. He's like, oh, yeah, bang, shoots yeah. that guy in the head. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, a soldier never misses on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, right, all these inconsequential scenes, really, but Red Brown has been giving speeches to all these just yahoos in the gang. And also just murdering when they fuck up. Yes, like, but... This is, like, the third person, I think. It's Yeah, he's killed a couple of them, but, like, yeah. he, he keeps giving these, quote-unquote, inspirational speeches that end, and then, like, two of the gang members will break off and just be like... What's this guy talking about? I don't know. Let's go buy an island. Okay. Yeah, like Switzerland. That's <laughs> yeah. my favorite island. Yeah. Yeah. We get all the women. 
We just really okay. took it a whole other level of. I do appreciate. It wasn't anywhere. Like, I do appreciate that, like, Reb Brown speeches only matter to, like, military guys who know history. Oh, yeah. And so, and he keeps giving them. And then these guys, are like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but they pay us well, so yeah. whatever. He's given these inspirational battle sequences, yeah. like, er, speeches, like, you know, Alexander the Great did this here and did this thing, and we're going to do that. Hoorah! You know, and everyone's like, yeah. All right, bye. <laughs> Red Brown just goes like mm. off to his recharging chamber for a while off after all these scenes. Um, but he, he will usually end a scene by saying, well, it was really nice talking to you. Yeah, good talk. <laughs> I really enjoyed our conversation together. Mm. I'll see you later. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're tied up Last Crusade style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Red Brown is taunting them. But not really, though. He's, quite He's actually like, just like, I appreciate it. You're, you're an actual warrior. You're a worthy adversary. You're like me. You were in the shit, and, too. And, and like, it was almost like, can I get to kill him now? And he's like, no, no. Yeah. We're going to let him live because... Yeah. He's going to join he's us. Proved, he's, yeah, he's well, he says he's ever. the only one who knows what the hell I'm talking about yeah. Yeah. here. Yeah, because it was like you were in Vietnam. He's like, yeah, yes, yeah. I was in Vietnam. Yeah, like, they were in the shit together. They, well, not together, but you know. He was like, together. that war was bullshit. They wouldn't let us win. He's like, no, it's yeah. a lot more complicated yeah. than <laughs> that. He's like, he's like, actually, well. He's like, no, no, it's not more complicated than that. They would not let us win. Yeah, no, but Steve <laughs> James treats it like when your mom calls and is like, how do I attach a photo to an email? Yeah. You know, it's Steve. It's like it's not worth explaining this to you right yeah. now. He's like, just, "Oh man, this guy's crazy." I just, eh, it's really more complicated. And just, Red Brown just basically has like war blue balls. He's just like, they wouldn't let us win. Yeah. And now I just have to kill everyone because there's no more war. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then you know, so he leaves and like was almost like, "Man, I should kill you right now, Blade." Yeah. I'm gonna I hate you. I'm gonna taunt you because you're tied up and you can't do anything right now. Yeah. So of course I'm gonna talk all this shit. And then, and then Steve James is just like, Well, yeah, if you kill me, that other dude is gonna fucking murder you worse. You, yeah. you realize this, I love that right? he's, he's like, Did he say that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I was like it's what like it was almost one good line in the movie. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The whole like I'll kill you, I'll kill you, you know, please let me out was pretty good. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so he's taunting Steve James the entire time and Steve James is just like whatever i don't care just yeah. just get away from me but so he flips the the table he goes around to where the wife is and it's like all right i'm well, gonna menace lady. your or yeah. i'm gonna menace your lady now mm-hmm. and this steve james is having none of it he's yeah. just like no stop talking to her get off of her i'll mm-hmm. fucking kill you I, th- I think by shitty new york law if they'd been married he wouldn't be living in a van probably not yeah mm-hmm. yeah at least own half of her <laughs> yes he would her flat which yeah. has been destroyed by thugs true at this but point. they have to live in the van better now. than living in a van <laughs> But the van has rocket boosters. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, he's just like, get off of her or I'm going to fucking murder you. Mm-hmm. And eventually he's like, yeah, okay, maybe I should get off of her and go away. Maybe not get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's just like, I'm going to come back for you. Right. He leaves and then just leaves him with one henchman in there. Mm-hmm. Who, of course, like five minutes later is like the, hey, I'm going to have some fun with your lady. And it's yeah. like, did you not just see that entire exchange before? <laughs> um now I'm gonna fucking kill you now. Well, how did Steve James end up on the floor? Because the, the, guy, the guy, the guy comes over and like is literally like unzipping next to her, and then she like does this weird kind of like I'm tied up, but somehow I have well, a leg free to kick him in the face. She kicked his gun over to Steve James. He th- but how did Steve James the end up on the floor? The bad guy picked him up and threw him out. Oh, yeah, oh is that what it was? Because okay. he okay. needed private time with oh, his lady friend. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he's slowly unzipping, and then that's when Lady is somehow able to kick the gun mm-hmm. out of his hand into Steve James. Right, and then he's just like, ha ha, table's turn. Now, he's actually, like, 
I, I'm not quite hogtied, but pretty close, like where his arms and legs are connected. But mm-hmm. he's like, all right, cut the rope. Don't do anything stupid. Cuts right. him. And of course, he's able to completely get free. Yeah. And then he just unwraps his lady friend's rope. Well, it's, it, he's like he's like holding the gun on the. This is actually kind of cool because he's yeah. holding the gun on the guy and he's like unwrapping her and like you see him like reaching for a gun or a knife and he's just like without even looking, he's just like, yeah, like, <laughs> lights that guy up, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then so untie the woman and he's like, all right, you're safe now, baby. And yeah. She's like, you son of a well, bitch. Yeah, un- ungagged her and she's yeah. like, yeah. you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> You're gonna go after them, aren't you? You're gonna you're gonna save the day. No, unacceptable. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will not allow this. And he's like, "Look, this uh, is what I do. I yeah. gotta go. You can stay here if you want. I don't know. I'm, I'll see. I'll have some guy come pick you up. I'll see you later. <laughs> I gotta go." But yeah, it's just more wet blanketing out of nowhere for you know. Really, at the most inopportune time, it should be like, "Could you go murder them now for me, please? <laughs> I would appreciate that." Uh, mm-hmm. But now she's just like. I hate everything about you, Steve James. <laughs> so he's yeah. like, "See ya." So now it's time for him to go on a murder page. Yes, they have some some battles. <laughs> yeah, a, few, a couple of battles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the it's not the finale no, because not there's a there's a, a weird halftime break between the finale. Yeah. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, basically he goes around and like you're like, all right, so, you know, he's free. He, well, I think he like kills somebody and then like runs away, and so you know Red Brown's like, "All right, disperse and kill him. Follow well, the orders." And one guy's like, "Maybe we should split up." <laughs> Gets shot for asking that. <laughs> Wasn't that mustache guy or it might have been wig guy? Somebody, it yeah, been. yeah, I think it was. But this at this point, it was just getting comical. It reminded me of the kids in the hall sketch. It was like, "You better do this, or this will happen to you." <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> but like, I was okay, like, you're gonna kill all your guys. So the. The, the guys have come, like the whole mafia thing we've stopped talking about it entirely but they've set up this trojan horse plan mm-hmm. this war plan to basically just kill all the mafia guys yeah and then they're they and will, it works yes because the the mafia dudes are hanging out in you know a casket factory having spaghetti dinners and you know <laughs> the same song playing over their music. Oh, that's right. They didn't actually have the murder fest here. It was at the coffin because yeah, yeah. Steve James pops up there, right. and that's when they have the little battle. But mm-hmm. like, so all the all the Italians get just massacred mm-hmm. because all the dudes pop out of. Uh, it's funny at first because you just see like Red Brown and four guys storming the front mm-hmm. of the building. You're like, that's a weird Trojan horse. That's just yeah. storming the front of the building. I love how he goes in and <laughs> and Shinebox is just like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Let him in. Look at this fucking guy. What's he talking about? Alexander the the Great. Yeah, Yeah, that's when all the dudes pop out and everyone dies. I mean, this movie has so many good, like, just guys saying fuck a specific way. Yeah. Like, in a way that really sells it, but it's also kind of funny. Like, there's a ton of that in there. And his was one of the better ones where he's like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. (laughs) So. Steve James then is there. Mm-hmm. He has popped up there, followed them there. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of fighting going on here with these guys. Yeah. Um, murders a few of them. And then Red Brown is like, you know, hey, come on, man. I think I could still convert you to my side, but we're going to go back to our hideout now. Why don't you meet us there? Yeah. <laughs> Which not only does he meet them there, he somehow arrives before them because their hideout is an abandoned church. Mm-hmm. So he's standing like, you know, up on the stage and well, you know, they've got to gather themselves and put all their things back in the car. Steve James is like, he's just like, I'm getting there. Get in the van and go. Yeah, he's ready yeah. to go. Okay. Plus he had turbo boosters. On the oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. He did yeah. have, he did have uh, the Roman candle. Roman candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they go back to the church. 
some more fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he yeah, he kills more dudes. Well, he convinced... He gets in, like, a fight with four dudes at the same time. Yeah, I... Yes. <laughs> that's... And that's pretty good. It's cramped. The shots are very mm-hmm. cramped, but it's a pretty good, like, more than one dude at a time will mm-hmm. fucking start beating up on Steve yeah, James. Yeah, they're like, hey, it's Steve James. We can't just have him shooting people all right. the movie. So he does some, some jumpy kicks and... Mm-hmm blocks and you know i mean the dude could fight he was he yep. looked pretty good at what he was doing yep. yep um but when he was tied up earlier he just kept trying to convince red brown he was just like come on man you and me mano no mano let's do mm-hmm. this he's like ah eh, maybe later you know <laughs> you know i'm still mad about vietnam sure. <laughs> so it's maybe here. <laughs> maybe at a later date <laughs> they just love <love> win <laughs> let's talk about vietnam first so then maybe we'll fight so finally it's just them in the church and then it's like hey remember you wanted to fight me one-on-one well he's doing this weird thing he's like up in a balcony and like kind of popping his head out and he's just unloading until finally he's just like i I don't know they just do this whole weird thing where it's like you want to fight well that that was that they have that first round when they're down on the floor yeah because steve james at one point runs off but oh that's right okay so yeah they fight for a little bit yeah yeah, so they're they're fighting around you know and and red brown is speechifying at him this entire time about famous battles and just blathering on about nothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it, the <laughs> the best part is he gets when he gets on his uh, uh, Benedict Arnold speech. Yes, about how he was actually the, be- the he's you know the best general in the Revolutionary War, my favorite war. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was misunderstood, man. Yeah, he was maligned, but <laughs> it's... he's branded as a trailer. But he was a genius. <laughs> branded him a trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Branded him a traitor, and you know, yeah, he was he's a brilliant tactician. It, all his battles, like I don't Ticonderoga. know, yeah, and uh, Sarah, Saratoga Blade, <laughs> give it up for Saratoga. <laughs> he he stumbles like, over saying Saratoga and rescues the scene by just shouting it out the next yeah, time, uh, like like come on, give it up for Saratoga. Yeah. <laughs> don't you know? I'm one of the people over the balcony, Saratoga, right? <laughs> Woo! I mean, we laughed for a good minute at that. That was it was so dumb uh, and so good. It's so dumb, but the delivery yeah. is so great yeah. in that. Excitable Red Brown is really, he's on point. Well, he's punctuating most of these with like, Benedict Arnold, man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the best. Like Man, continuing like the improv-y yeah feel of so many of these scenes where it's like we don't really have anything in the script, so just like and stretch stuff it out at dude. each other, yeah, yeah. So they they fight for a while, and then eventually Steve James is just like I'm I'm taking off, and he runs and hides as far mm-hmm. as we know, and he's up in the balcony hiding, and and St- and uh, Red Brown is just firing his gun, just like wherever you uh, whatever you don't want to fight one on one, whatever starts firing a gun around yeah. sees him poke up his head you know from behind a, <laughs> a banister or whatever and unloads the gun into there and then he travel he follows him upstairs and uh steve james has yeah. has you see him like putting together some sort of explosive device now where this came from i don't know he didn't have it on him he was in the shit he knows how this stuff works Fine. he, he macgyvered together some explosives yes. and <laughs> so Red Brown comes up and he's just like, "Man, it's a shame. I'm gonna have to kill you because you're kind of cool and you know, you get all yeah, my jokes." He's like, "Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna miss you, Blade." Yeah, takes a step, hits a tripwire, <laughs> and falls out of a trap door that yeah. kind of explodes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I had the feeling the the trap door exploded beneath him when he stepped on it. Okay, but, but there either way, he just takes that step and goes shoop. Yeah, and Logan's like. All right. Well, he goes, I'm not going to miss you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then that's when he 
goes back to uh, look for Leguizamo again. Yeah. Finds him. He goes, you coming, Angel? Yeah. Punches him in the face. And oh. he just starts going on and on oh, about but, how his nose is broken. But it's a good punch in the face. Oh, yeah. It's like he's hiding. By, like, Steve James is hiding behind the corner of the yes. van. And you know that. And you see Leguizamo running towards yeah. the van. And he just turns that corner and bam. It's it's the second off-screen punch in the movie, which mm-hmm. we just adore when a character yeah. is just running and all of a sudden off-camera punch. So, yeah, he's nose broken, bleeding profusely. He's like, D- you broke my nose. Now I'm going to look like an idiot for the rest of my life. And he's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> Grabs his nose and just wrenches it and just like, oh. there, I fixed it. He's like, man, Logan, you're a son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm not going back to prison. He's like, oh, yeah, you are, and throws him in the van. And then Logan Blade drives off into the sunset. Well, he's just like looks at the dog. He's like, I guess we're on our own. Yep. Jump in the car. And there's, I, I, this is I, well, I, I think it was like in the uh, halftime break was where the the dog was sitting in the in the middle of the van and like he was like, hey, you're alive. Yeah. Because like, like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. there was when he was tied up, they were yelling a little bit and they kept cutting to the dog well, outside. Was like, like, I, like mm, I, I, mean, I should go in, but I, I, I'm just told, a dog. He I'm told not me not armed. to, and mm-hmm. they have guns. I'm just a dog. <laughs> he did not give me a direct command, <laughs> yeah. so I guess I'm waiting here. Yeah. But yeah. Logan Blade. Yeah, and he just kind of drives off, and that's that. Into the, the sun dawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sunrise. It's a little disappointing that Leguizamo basically just gets arrested. Yeah. You know? Logan Blade kind of sells it well. He's like, yeah, you're going to... You're going to rot in jail as you die. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, but he was like the shittiest guy throughout the movie. I know. But they were probably thinking, hey, we can bring this guy back for Logan Blade Street Hunter 2. Mm. Blades, <laughs> Blades of Glory. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no Stargrove? No. Sadly, no. The Although, soundtrack is pretty bad. Uh, for the most part. Except for like the, uh, the uh, opening credits. Are, are good. Right when the music names come up in the opening credits, they, someone just starts jamming in the score. Just kind of electric mm-hmm. guitar, kind of synth, and it's pretty good. But, man, the rest of it is just like, we kept thinking like the X-Files theme was going to start. It was really yeah, strange. It's, it's, it's the same opening note played on what probably is the same instrument. And Some sort of crazy synthesizer. Yeah. Um, there was also the... Uh, Every time the Italians showed up, they had a, te- a cassette that they would pop in. And <laughs> it's the same yeah. MIDI song mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over again that we just started whistling by the end of the movie it because was the it was pretty Milano catchy. Mid- MIDI medley. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, no, no Stargrove. Can give an ensign award to that guy at the beginning. Yeah, because he was just freaking out. Yeah, Shinebox, yeah. Shinebox Junior definitely ensigned out. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, oh. when he's like. When John Leguizamo calls him a pussy, he's like, yep, I'm a pussy. Yep, yep. Totally. Don't kill me. You nailed I just it. don't want to die. <laughs> just let me go, man. My dad will give you favors. So, actual ratings. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go, I guess. All right. Yeah. Uh, this movie's pretty good. Um, it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I was hovering between a three and a four jocks. Um think all right so i think it's because of like red brown and steve james being in this movie and, and doing the things that they do i can go to four the second act of this movie is pretty dull um also it's you know it, it's only on it's only on vhs and it's kind of looks pretty shitty for vhs i mean this is a dark you know movie where it's like they needed some lighting it's um, super dark like even when it's bright sunlight out it is dark yeah um mm-hmm. like i wish so, I, I hope there's like a copy of this film somewhere like i i'm sure there's not 
but I would hope that like this is the kind of thing where like Shout Factory might find it and be like, yeah, make this. You know, what's widescreen? At least make it DVD quality. You mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think I can go for jocks. I mean, it's there's enough st- stupid things in this movie and and people doing some pretty like kind of like overselling uh, aspects of this movie. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's in some ways it's kind of a mess, but in some ways it's super charming. And I I don't know. I don't yeah. can't justify any better than that. I agree with four. I I think it's a lot of fun. Steve James isn't quite as isn't quite in as gleeful mode as he is like in like American Ninja Two, where he's just like, "Yes, I'm beating dudes up." <laughs> but there is so much fun stuff that he gets to do anyway. And I, I mean, if if they had killed off Leguizamo in a painful way, like a way that Leguizamo deserves to die, mm-hmm. um, it would probably be five jocks, even despite that slow, weird second act. Yeah, but they don't. So. It only really gets a four from me, but man, Red Brown makes up for a lot with just Saratoga Blade. Saratoga Blade. His speeches just get get better and better and better. Yeah. Alexander the um, Great, man. <laughs> Genghis Khan. Yeah, he does say Genghis. <laughs> which is my favorite. Khan. Yeah, it was my favorite. Like you know, removing little blocks and setting, stacking them on top of the uh, game. Yeah, stack a bunch of Mongols, and then when they fell over, you're Khan. Yeah, yeah. Genghis. Good. That was the planet that created. When the Enterprise blew up. Yeah, from hell's heart, <laughs> I stab at thee. Oh, I took the middle piece. Put that on top. <laughs> in the middle of the tower, I stab my finger at this little piece. Mm-hmm. I stack my last block at thee. <laughs> Nerd. Yep. <laughs> I, man, I, I, I almost feel like, like I want to give it three jocks, but I almost feel like it's a little bit, like I feel like that's the right rating, but I feel like it almost deserves four jocks somehow. Um, but don't sell out, man. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> don't worry. Um, I, I I won't until I yes. totally do. I'll never sell um, out. That's right. <laughs> People who drink Dushime <laughs> are literally incapable of selling out <laughs> ever. It'd be funny if we were actually sponsored by them. But- that also, would be funny. Also, we're not. This is all. No, we just garbage. shovel hordes of cash into their pockets. Yes. It's completely the wrong way. Um, but I think I have to give it three. Um, that weird middle section stuff and just how dark it is. Um, and I hate that so much. Yeah. Really, really, really hate that. Um, like, buy a light or two. <laughs> It wouldn't have cost. It just back the van, or you know, park the van in front of whatever. And there were a couple shots I could have sworn were lit by vans. Just yeah, well parked yeah. lights, <laughs> but those were shoes. <laughs> right, because there was no light. <laughs> oh, and there was only one pair of vans. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, <laughs> dorks. Um, I think I'll give this three jocks. Um, it close to a four though. Um, we got a good explosion, by the way. Yeah, we got a good car explosion. Mm-hmm. Even though they telegraphed it from like oh. six hundred yards yeah. away. Well, there was two actually because he blew up that police car with a rocket launcher. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But the mob car did blow up too mm-hmm. after he started the Italian MIDI song. <laughs> <laughs> right, he put the tape in. And yes, bang. Yeah, I was I was stuck between a three and a four. Also, I think the more we've talked about it, the more it's highlighted the things in it that I liked. So I'm going to go four. It's weird watching this movie how simple the filmmaking is, how most of the movie is just a two-shot of just two people talking, and 
there's there's no intercutting, there's no close ups or anything. It's just let's let's put two people in the frame. They're gonna say whatever they need to say, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost comical how many times like there will be these extra shots of just like two characters wandering out of a scene and suddenly they have their own scene together. We don't know who the fuck they are. They're just chatting. It has nothing to do with anything and it never comes up again. The, yeah. the, 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 the two henchmen who just have the chat about buying islands. It's just like, why, what on earth are these guys talking about? Gotta um, humanize your bad guys. Man. I guess whatever, but I don't know. It, it's, it's a, it's a fun time. I wish there were parts of it that had hit harder and been better, but um, I, I still think there's a lot to recommend. So, yeah. Four jacks. It's fun. Yeah. And it's what we needed after last week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we needed some streets to be hunted. Yes. And we needed our friend Steve James to come back. <laughs> Thank For you, Steve time. James. Yes. We still need our friend Steve James to come back. Yeah, well, he probably will be back again later this year. <laughs> really? Probably. I hope so. Okay. All right. Let's take a break, shall we? That's a good idea. Second half of this here podcast. That is correct. All right. El Hafo Segundo. <laughs> See. <laughs> yeah, that's so correct. Totally. Um, movies. I think we saw some. BJ? Uh, yeah, we, we did. You saw a big movie. Rapid fire. I did. Yeah. I saw um, Avengers, the aging of Ultron. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> it was an Avengers movie. Um, it was. It totally was. You are correct, sir. I do... N- uh-oh. I internet hate it. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I, I thought it was fairly good. I did not think it was as good as the first Avengers movie. Um, it, I felt like it glossed over characters. Um, it, there, there just wasn't as much character in that movie. There was a lot of fighting. There were a lot of robots. Um, <laughs> James Spader was excellent. Um, yeah. It was, it was well-acted. Action scenes were great. Um, it just didn't have the pop and or shine, I think, that um, the, that the first one did. There was just something about uh, on-screen chemistry and, and dialogue that just wasn't quite there. There were a few really good moments, mm-hmm. you know, especially a few, like, just perfect dialogue moments. But overall, it just wasn't quite as good. Um, I liked it though. You know, <laughs> I didn't. It's not Chuck Fine, but I internet hate it. So <laughs> these are such weird distinctions. People now. will know what we mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our own rating scale of right. from Chuck Fine to internet hate. Right. <laughs> um, to actually loving. Yeah, right. Uh, Chuck uh, Chuck Fine internet hate golden jocks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but. It is also notable because it's the first time in I can't remember how long that I went to a movie by myself, and it reminded me of how much I actually really like that experience. It's great. Isn't yeah, it? it's I can good. sit. I can sit wherever I want without consequence, yep. except for being near like other people. Sure. Um, I can get whatever popcorn shit I want and put whatever I want if I want like cheese dust or mm-hmm. or truffle <laughs> oil, whatever. Cheese dust. Cheese dust. Yeah. Um, 
whatever we call options, it chust. Chust, yeah. chust. Whatever options I want. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's like when you when you finally order a pizza by yourself and you're like, What do I order? Yeah. How do I like my pizza? You know. It's the personal pan pizza of movie going experience. It is. It is. And it's and it's actually really, really and really enjoyable. Um and I went to our like small ish local theater, which is not the best place to see a big ass action movie. Yeah. But as far as like comfort and convenience and popcorn quality, it's it's way up there. <laughs> well, as yeah. long as the popcorn quality, they have oh, the popcorn beer. quality is is very good there. Yeah, they and have, you can they get have, beer. You can. So you can. Is it gourmet? The popcorn? popcorn. Popcorn. You can you can put truffle oil yeah. on it. All right. They have a they have like a toppings bar. Yeah. You can, a you can get bar. all the fixins yeah. you want. Fixins, oh, I love yeah. some good fixins. Fixins. <laughs> yeah, all the fucking fixins you want, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go get me some fixins. fixins. <laughs> All right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a it's it's a really nice experience. So I I I think like I think I have a plan for going to see movies okay. now. Uh, like but there you go. Yeah, that's just go that's plan. Yeah. by myself on Sunday early afternoons. Yeah, and that is the plan. See all the movies. Cool. <laughs> that is a good plan. That's plan. great. And they're showing Roar, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're showing Roar now. Now that we Roar popularized it. Yes, you're welcome for the masses. Yes. You're welcome, world. Where is our royalty check about Roar? We told I don't know. Our Roar royalties? It went Roar to that dude in California. Because mm. the like, guy at the, whose address was at the end of the movie. Like, oh, if, it, if you oh, see right. anyone displaying this movie, yeah. send me yeah. a mail to <laughs> guy in California. It's <laughs> a pretty guy. broad address. Yeah. Well, it was. There was no, like, anything. Like it was city. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Petaluma, California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ask anybody they can tell you. Yeah. Oh, that guy. The guy with the oh, fucking Frank. lines. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stay the all the way from over there. For God's sake. Yeah. But so. Joe that lives in Culver City. That's so weird. <laughs> anyway, um, I saw a movie. I think we saw a movie. Let's talk about that first. Okay. Oh, fuck it. No, I'm, I'm going to do it one quick one. <laughs> I'm going I'm to do the movie that, that made, you know, the, uh, again, continuing on my line of uh, movies that you might shake your head of, like, why did you even watch that? Uh-huh. Uh, pretty much any movie that gets big enough that, like, you know, people talk about it, I was like, all right, fine, I'll watch it. What the hell do I have to lose? I watched um, Bullshit Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, Is it called Bullshit Fifty Shades of Grey? No, yes. It was, it was, <laughs> it was the, the, the not quite uh, uh, mockumentary. Uh, not another Fifty Shades yeah, of Grey? <laughs> porn parody. Okay. You know, teen movie thing. All right. Not another Fifty Shades of Grey. How um, was it? <sighs> all right. So there's two there's two sides of the camp of this. There's the people that freak out because, oh, no, it's a sex movie. And then there's the people that freak out because there are people that are freaking out because it's a sex movie. Really, the ultimate thing is, is like, just get off your damn high horses and just like judge it as a movie. And as a story, that bullshit, that story's just fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the thing is, is, like don't get morally outraged at a movie. Just get get off your high horse because like it's a, it's a dumb story or whatever. You get, know? get mad because it sucks. Yeah. Hate it, not hate, right hate it for the right reason. And, and the thing like is, Twilight. It's not like right. You know, it's 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 not because it's you know worshiping the devil or whatever or you know Mormon fan fiction or whatever we, you know, things we've talked about it like <laughs> Mormon fan Mormon fanfiction.tumblr.com. So I mean, no, the thing that's that, got to be a real thing. like. Like, I, like I, I'm sick and tired of movies. Like, all right, it's 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 a romantic comedy without romance or comedy. It has all the tropes of that because you have a guy who says, "I am away. I do this thing." And the girl's like, "Huh, that's a weird thing. I don't really agree with that, but I'm madly in love with you, and I'm going to try to change you." And and the guy just goes, "I am this way. I'm going to stay this way. I don't know. I'm going to change you." And then the movie's over because you know, there's more books. <laughs> yeah, and it's two hours of that. 
So it's been, like I said, that, that's my summary. It's a romantic comedy without romance or comedy. Sounds pretty good. Yep, and all the tropes therein. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not picking man, women, Venus, Mars bullshit sides. I'm just like, when two people are very diametrically different, it's probably not going to work out. That's usually true. Yeah. Usually How was true. the sexy time? Whatever. <laughs> you have the internet, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, okay. you know, yeah, whatever. It's done do yeah. for you. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw the Star Wars daughter naked. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. There you go. There's your roar connection. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Bring it all back around again. All right. So I, I don't know. I just, whatever. Don't give a shit. It's, it's dumb, but for not the reasons everyone's freaking out about it. For. Yeah. Okay. Hate it for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's Twilight fanfic. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So, anything it's, it's else? Too, and it's too damn long. Anything yeah, else? we watched uh, another movie. We watched, um, I think Chuck and I both watched Montage of Heck. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. All That's right. the Kurt Cobain movie. It sure is. Why is it called Montage of Heck? Because that was the name of one of his mixtapes. Yeah, he made, he made some weird little mixtape experimental things that I don't think he ever planned for anybody to see mm. or hear or whatever. So he wasn't on a street corner going, this mixtape is fire! Right. No, he oh. was not. So tell us how much you hated that documentary, Chuck. Because <laughs> apparently you're not you're keeping it very close to the vest there. No, it's it's a well-produced documentary about a subject I give no shits about. I And you watched it? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, it's no quiet right. HBO yeah. documentaries are always well-produced, and generally nine times out of ten I will watch them because I'm interested in learning about things i didn't know much about like a couple weeks before it they had a really like a four-hour sinatra documentary and it was fantastic but it's only an hbo documentary and that they picked up the rights to this i know but i'm just saying usually they're pretty spot on with Mm -hmm. what i'm interested in as far as documentary material um i i just i i was never a part of the the grunge movement like it somehow missed me so i don't have any nostalgia or affection for nirvana i mean there are songs that they produced that i liked but this does not give me any special insight or lend to any admiration for this guy who like desperately wanted to be famous to get out of his shithole town and then the second he got famous was just like fuck everything can't stand any of this and then shacked up with Courtney Love and the two of them made a hundred million hours of the most unwatchable videos you've ever (laughs) seen. Sweet. With some mystery person hanging out in their house filming them all the time and you will get to see some of that in this. (laughs) So why do you think that took so long for this to come out? If they had all this footage for years. It's not just the footage. They've animated a lot. It's it's kind of invasive in a way that makes me uncomfortable into... Mm his doodlings and shit in notebooks ever since he was a child. And by the way, that kid was doomed from the start. Like this documentary paints a picture of he was a happy kid and he was a little too excited. So we put him on Ritalin and then he was all fucked up. And like that, I mean, you just see this adorable little kid and you just, you can like see the moment where it's just like, Oh man, they fucked up that kid. No wonder. Mm. So it, it took a while because they had to animate a lot of the stuff that he had doodled. And they they do a lot of kind of weird recreations of audio recordings and stuff like that. It it's it, it's amazingly well produced for for what it's doing. So, what did you think, Harlow? Um, well, I mean, uh, all right. So I guess I fall in the camp of like I definitely like. Don't get me wrong. I really actually do like Nirvana quite a bit. Um, but like I'm not in that like. It's the only music. It's the only pure music. It's, you know, like I, I never fall in that for pretty much anybody. You know, like I'm not 
I can never call myself a fan because like I think fans can't like see past where there's some kind of shitty songs and shitty eras or whatever. I mean, there wasn't a long time for Nirvana mm-hmm. to do things, but I mean, yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's I don't like unabashedly, un, you know, unapologetically love all music or whatever. But so yeah, I mean, there's it is it's a fascinating look at someone's life. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. It's like you know it it paints it pretty well of like with with home movies and things like that where it's like it's very interesting to see how he became where he was from a from a broken home but it's strange because like i i actually i know it was part people saying it but i think it was also part things i was seeing that i never knew about him where i actually came to um feel it like maybe he really was kind of a genius like not like in that that, that like oh he's such a genius like actually a genius level intellect who just happened to get hooked to drugs he was a creative genius yeah. he was always creating something yeah. he I mean, had to be doodling or writing right. or something and, and i mean that in like the the literal like i think the guy might have been a genius level intellect yes. just got happened to get hooked up with painkillers yeah you know kind of thing be it whatever they were mm-hmm. um so it's like i never really i don't think i ever really got that i think i just people were like oh my god he's a god because you know it's the jim morrison thing like he's so mm-hmm. deep and you just don't get him and you know, I you know don't necessarily subscribe to that either, but it's because you're not deep enough and you don't get them right, probably. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I mean, it turns out it was just like you're a negative creep, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I turned out I really like the documentary. I mean, it gets really uncomfortable at points and times. Like you're right. I mean, like it, I, I like that it doesn't dwell on. I mean, it dwells on the bad parts of his life, obviously, because the, the, that's a, almost the second he got famous. You know, it started turning kind of to shit, mm-hmm. um, and but it's like it's weird because it never it, they never talked to Dave Grohl. Yeah, that was weird. Which I mean, you know, apparently he and Courtney Love absolutely fucking hate each other. Like, but he gave this thing his blessing. I mean, I'm like, sure, he was, well, but he was like, I'm not going to be a part of it. You know? Yeah, that was really weird. I mean, and Chris Novoselic was just like, yeah, whatever. You want to come to my house? I'm just, you know, I'm I, just hanging out. He's I, weird. I, though. I, I haven't made music in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> look at me. I look like your grandpa. Now. Does, I, <laughs> for like the first half of that movie, I didn't know I wasn't because the first subtitle they give him is friend. Yeah, it's not like member of Nirvana. So I'm looking yeah. at him like, who the fuck is this guy? Friend? Oh, I'm sure you were a real friend of Kurt Cobain. And then I'm like. Oh wait, no, that's the guy in Nirvana. Holy shit! Yeah, that's the one guy. That's the only guy that's been in Nirvana from the very fucking beginning. Yeah, right? Like, they went through fourteen drummers like Spinal Tap. Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. That's the Andy Kaufman looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like you know, uh, I mean, Dave Grohl came on right before Nevermind, and you know, basically made them famous. Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, there is some like archive footage of him, but yeah, yeah, he's in it. I mean, like they just don't actually talk to him like now. Yeah, you know, like there's no, none of that. But and they're like interviewing really Courtney strange. Love now, and it's just like, oh, okay, I don't oh know. man, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I you know, whatever weird. I'm not. They don't get into like conspiracy theories or anything like that. And it's like it's it basically ends with like the MTV unplug thing, and it's just like, okay, yeah, like two months later, uh, he's dead, and yeah. it's like documentary over now. yeah there's no there's no like, recollections yeah. yeah it's just like it's not like we don't cover post his death it's just like we don't get know, a, it's a it's a, get a paul walker yeah, sign off it's the yeah. animal house like text on the screen yep. after this it happened boom credits mm-hmm. yeah. you know like, hmm. like that, if you want to see things about that there's plenty of other things you can watch about that yeah recommended for a fan if you're a fan yes absolutely i think you have to see this okay. i mean you know you have to yeah i mean does it I, feel like there's an agenda no no not okay. at all no it's just it's it's so it, much it, just here's things that he drew yeah. and wrote down Absolutely. and we animated them. Yeah, I mean if you're <laughs> if you're even remotely a fan, yes, I think you have to watch it. I mean, it's just like you're going to get that weird. It's weird cuz like you get that Yoko Ono vibe and they mention it several times. I mean, they you know, of like she kind of came in and, you know, changed his entire 
way of being and like really kind of helped his heroin addiction sort of you know like, bit, like yeah. amped it up i think you I know i believe so yes you know? and it's like <laughs> relationships <laughs> change people well i mean it's just like it's like he you know sounded like he maybe occasionally used heroin and then it was like you know it's like hey two junkies got together and woo yeah and junkie powers unite <laughs> ding right. and then they <laughs> did a lot of heroin yeah yeah so i, I don't know it's just you know it, it's a it is a fascinating docu- documentary mm-hmm. either way mm-hmm I, I, I agree with bits, that. The animated I, bits were, were really interesting and yeah. pretty cool. I, it just frightens me that to know that, you know, it's some, not that I merit a documentary, but I have to go and burn all my high, high school notebooks and stuff because <laughs> yeah. I don't want some oh, yeah. asshole pouring yeah. through them like, let's animate this fucking doodle he did, you know, and it's just like, dude, that was just me bored. <laughs> my documentary is just, y'all are just going to have to talk to people because all that shit is fucking gone. Okay. <laughs> When I good to know when I yeah when I when you have it. a heroin flame out at thirty four years old mm. yeah so uh, correspondence time we got a lot of it all right we, do. we put it off for a few weeks do it uh, let's just go back in time uh, first one is from Pally he sent us an MP three voicemail I don't know what it contains huh it's gonna be a fun mystery for all of us I like a good mystery yeah. What's up, I found another shocking gap in your body of review work. Yeah. How have you guys never seen a Jesse the Body Ventura film on your fine program? For shame. Fortunately, you've got a guardian angel here to provide for you. I'm recommending the 1990 classic Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. It's pretty close to the copyright infringement right there in the title. Ventura plays the titular Abraxas, which sounds like a fucking laundry detergent. I don't fucking know. A loose cannon cop who doesn't play by the rules. Also, he's from space, so, I mean, that alone should sell you. He has come to Earth to find his looser cannon partner, Segundus, played by one Sven Oli Thorson, who has impregnated a woman on Earth using bizarre hand-on-stomach sex. He must keep this space bastard safe from Segundus because of... Reasons? I don't know. I can't really remember much about the plot, which is weird because on fucking paper, it's brilliant. I was too distracted by Jesse Ventura chasing Sven Oli Thorson through the snow in a cheap leather jumpsuit. Also, there's one scene where Thorson blows up a Cadillac using an Uzi while dressed as a handyman. It's seriously fucking nuts. If you love your goofy, bullshit sci-fi movies like I do, which is chock full of made-up gobbledygook techno terms and taking itself way too seriously, this is probably right up your alley. Crash and burn, alley out. Send for my wrist communicators 26 years before the Apple Watch. Suck it, Tim Cook! <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tim Cook. Yeah, some Sinistar at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Abraxas. Uh, uh, yeah, everything about that is awesome. Um, that movie's kind of public domain. <laughs> kind of public domain? It is kind of public domain. Like, the rights immediately went to public domain. And, like, I think, I mean, I know Rift Tracks has covered it. And Yeah, there are other shows where that's actually kind of one of their signature episodes. Yeah. Of we hate movies. So, that's okay. kind of the only reason I'd avoid it. Because I don't think we're going to cover it any better than they did it's in that episode it's kind of painful i mean it's goofy but it's it's so low budget and there's not a good transfer of it out there because it's public domain Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know but yeah i mean there's not it's not like there's a bunch of jesse ventura to choose from out there we're certainly not going to do fucking predator or no he was in commando too right 
uh, he was in Running Man. Running, Running Man, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he just pops up in, in his later some, career, like some stupid like babysitting movie or some shit like that. Probably. But did he do that too? Is that just? A I thing? think all the wrestlers have done a stupid. But like, his like starring movie. roles were basically Abraxas. Like, you know, co-star Predator, bit role in The Running Man, bit role in, like, Batman and Robin. Uh, but, I mean... Oh God, Batman... I fucking forgot about that. Where he's just, like, guard number two. It's like, yeah. oh, look, Jesse Ventura's in this. His his run did not last very yeah. long. If we really wanted to watch Jose Chung's From Outer Space, <laughs> we could do Yeah, that. That, that one's all right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is that an X-Files episode? Yes. yes. <laughs> he was yeah. in Major League Two. Was he? Apparently. What? I don't know. I don't remember that at all. I think he was in Major League Two as Jesse Ventura. Mm. But yeah, but I don't know. Abraxas, it... Demolition Man. It could happen. Was he in Demolition Man? Apparently so. Okay. I don't know. I'm just, you know, you can't really say how come you haven't done a Jesse Ventura movie because there's two. (laughs) So. Yeah. I I don't know. I didn't know we were were going to shoot this down. Now I'm all sad. It's okay. Aww. You can watch it. It's free everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just we'll wait wait a little bit more time. Okay. okay. All right. Or we'll revisit that. All right. It'll definitely be on the list. Okay. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. We'll add it to the list. Thanks, Pally. All right. Uh, ben H, who claims himself to be our most trusted news source, really <laughs> has suggested exterminators of the year three thousand came across which he was searching for Road Warrior. Huh. He thinks it might be Bamcast worthy. I discussed this with you, Chuck. Yeah. Exterminators of the Year 3000. Yes. I. He does say, God bless Italian apocalypse cinema of the 80s. Yeah. However. It came out on Blu-ray recently. I popped it in because I knew it was probably going to be a while before we even got to it, so I was kind of pre-screening it. Mm-hmm. It's got a couple moments, but it's super low budget. And like, if you asked me, I would say it's less entertaining than The Bronx Warriors. Oh, so no. I mean, why bother? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 so much Italian apocalypse cinema out there that there's there's going to be stuff better than that. So yeah, I di- I didn't even keep the Blu-ray. I was just like, this is oh not, no, this is not what we want. Oh yeah, uh, and while we're on that, I'll mention uh, German. I don't know if it's German. You're mentioning spelled German. 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 Uh-huh. Gomez. Send us, uh, oh, probably you don't year. even need to look BJ's looking at it like well maybe it's no it's spelled like German <laughs> so I guess but uh, he recommended like anything you say is German a man's or woman's name I don't even know but either this way person. German has sent us like a list of 30 titles said hey I've just started listening I've hardly caught up but I'm so I may be listening to some repeats but here's a whole bunch of movies mm-hmm. right as recommendations uh, some of which we've done like uh, uh, where'd it go crap a couple you've covered Chuck. Uh, yeah. But also Invasion USA was in there, which I think is episode 85. You'll get there. Spice World, which is in the 40s or mm-hmm. so. We did that. It's actually one of our better early episodes. A few others. <laughs> fucking but, Spice fucking girls. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Spice girls. Yep. And of course, ones like uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah. Is in there, which we haven't done. Lawnmower Man. Somehow never did that one either. Chuck's love of CG would make Lawnmower Man a good one to cover, right? It, I think it's too long. I think that movie's pretty long. And then there's other ones like The Running Man where it's like, D- no, you Dude, don't no. get to say that is a Banff cast movie. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Just, doors over there. Get out. <laughs> nah. Right. Although nah, it has but, Jesse Ventura, so I guess if two yeah, people are, are yeah. saying we should do it. Yeah. 
I know. Thank you for all the recommendations, German. Uh, I will just say that quite a few of those were already on the list, and we just we jump around, mm-hmm. and and a lot of them are more more well known stuff. But the thing is, we we're always trying to find like new stuff, generally speaking. Yeah, like stuff other people haven't covered to death, and yeah, all that, which is kind of why Howard the Duck just never happened because it's like I think we might be the only bad movie podcast that hasn't covered Howard the Duck yet. So I, that movie's probably gotten its. <laughs> at yeah. this point, I think it's probably yeah. been through and, the ringer. And like Ghost Dad, Harlow will not let us watch Ghost Dad. No. Or wait, no, no it's Leonard Part 6 that you won't let us watch. Both. <laughs> okay. Ghost Part 6. The I Leonard mean, I wouldn't Dad. have let Leonard Part 6 happen six months ago. I definitely won't let it happen now. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been vindicated by the world at this point, really. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's, yeah, right, yeah that's uh, going to be tough. Yeah. All right. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> You want to play some voicemail? I would love to. There's one from uh, Jay from California. California Jay. Hey, guys. This is Jay from California, and I just got out of the theater after seeing Ex Machina. And holy shit, that movie just fucked my mind. <laughs> I don't want to go into spoilers, but, but... Man, if you have not seen it, go see it, but just don't know anything about it. That's probably the best way to handle it, like... <laughs> I kind of know a few things about it. Like, I had a Facebook friend of mine from another movie group, Megan. She was kind of like, you like, holy shit, go see this movie. It's fucking crazy. And it starts off kind of slow, so I mean, you're going to have to stick with it. But, come on, it's like the ending. Like, fuck me, that ending. <laughs> God, I, I want somebody to go see this so I can talk to him about it. So, see it. I love those types of movies. Yeah. Where it's like you, you watch it and you're like, nobody else has seen this. Somebody, you know, you're like force feeding it to people mm-hmm. just so that you can talk about it with somebody. Yep. That movie's getting good buzz. Yeah. And Harley, you have not seen that yet, right? Even though it's by uh, a guy you really like. No, I'm not. Okay. I mean, maybe I need to. Do BJ's go to the movie theater by myself and get my own yeah. kind of popcorn yeah. trip? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Get yourself a big old silver bowl of popcorn. Yeah. Well, that's probably not playing there, but yeah. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, watch yourself a robot lady. <laughs> I like robot ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, robot yeah. ladies. It is what you're talking about. Yeah, we were just talking about it. <laughs> we were, weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Next up is Josh from Charlotte, who says, Hello, voices in my head. It's been a while. Hey. I tried to reach out to you, but I found my fingers too large to fit my ear. I attempted to utilize a proxy via a long and slim screwdriver, but all I got from my trouble was temporary loss of consciousness and the taste of butterscotch in my mouth for three days. Mm -hmm. But enough about interactive hallucinations. (laughs) I have a serious quandary for your consideration. While listening to episode 270, I started thinking about what kind of odd music I've listened to over the years. Things that may or may not be quite in taste, as it were. It was then that it came to me. Did my father ever really love me? (laughs) I submit for your review. While the man had a stack of vinyl, I remember getting yelled at for looking at his Bad Company albums, he only gifted me with music once. Tapes, no less. Ah, young listeners, the experiences you've missed. The three albums were as thus. Jimmy Buffett's Cheeseburger in Paradise, slash Greatest Hits album, Eric Clapton's Time Pieces, and that Kansas album that has Carry On Wayward Son and Dust in the Wind on the same side. Dr. Google tells me this is their best of album. So I ask, 20 years later, what the hell was my father thinking? 
Was he setting me up with deep cuts or leading me down a path of Parrothead Rum and County Fair concerts forevermore? Extra point. He also taped over my copy of Battle of Endor with some early 90s extra special Spice Channel goodness. The Night Temptress, indeed. <laughs> Nobody knew that I knew much about it, of course, not until much later. So, hater or provider in truth, I eagerly await the panel's judgment. Crash and oh god, it burns, it burns. Josh and Charlotte. I think he was earnestly trying to give you something that he enjoyed, therefore thought you would enjoy. Right, but his greatest gift was obviously a gift that he didn't mean to give. And for that, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how long he sat the on the Spice Channel thing. Oh, yeah, right. and it's also like, how do you bring that up? Like, like, how did that? How did that knowledge eventually come out? Because he said, "Yeah, he didn't. He didn't talk about it for a while." Yeah. Well, for a while, it should be forever. Like, yeah, there's certain things you just don't ever talk about. Yeah, like, like if, Fight Club like, and the Spice Channel tapes. Yeah, that your dad taped. Yeah, that's like, uh, no. Well, the wor- the worst part is, do you remember the first time you found it? Like where where it was stopped? Think about that. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Oh dear. I think he just pawned off three like best of tapes on you that he didn't need because he probably had the full albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just like get these tapes out of here. Hey, no, kid. he's like here. These are these are bands or groups that I enjoy. Hey, so I, I'll like, make I'll make a secret confession. The very first band I ever saw live kansas i turned out okay wasn't the first but i saw uh kansas with the symphony orchestra mm-hmm. is there some implication that kansas weird. is not good because kansas rocks is there a problem here kansas dad rocks uh yeah kansas like yeah also i'm not saying kansas is bad kansas okay? rocks in that way that like bon jovi rocks after they left new jersey i'm not saying not that really kansas is bad but once you once you leave carrie Livgren behind all right the deal is... Oh, go ahead. Your dad was 18 when that stuff came out, so to him, that's the best fucking thing on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Chris Rock was right. He's always been right about that. Whatever you listen to at 18 is the best thing ever, and you will hear no one say anything otherwise, and that's why your dad loaned you that stuff, because he said, this stuff was fucking awesome and still is. Sure, which I'm going to go on record and say, if, if you believe that Kansas was the best thing at 18, that's, it's definitely not the best thing. I'm not saying it's the worst. But, but that, that's what he was listening yeah. to when yeah, he was eighteen. But was Jimmy Buffett in Kansas at eighteen, like, ooh, that's. But man. when his when this guy's dad was eighteen, yeah. that was that was that not was like that was not like your dad and mom sipping that's margaritas cool. in flowery shirts in the backyard or whatever. Um, that was like fresh, interesting. Sure. So. I don't you know, know what? shit. I bought a Jimmy Buffett yeah, greatest hits CD. If you like Jimmy Bucket, bu- bucket Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Bucket, put your there's a bucket mouth. full of people you can hang out with. <laughs> yeah, every day of the year, mm-hmm. yeah. following him wherever the fuck he is right now, yes. going Jimmy, Jake Burger, Volcano, <laughs> yeah. come on, Salt Shaker. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, his best work was actually smuggling drugs. Yes, I think. that was so, a pretty good achievement. I don't know if that was a recommendation for the Night Temptress or not. Uh, probably was secretly all what it was. Yeah, I, I think we should find that mm-hmm. and watch it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sure wasn't in that gi- giant box of porn we used to have in here? No. Yeah, I checked. Uh, hmm. I wonder if there's a dramatic synopsis somewhere online. I bet there is. Okay. Uh, we got another voicemail. No, wait. We're saving that voicemail for last. Okay. Well. Uh, we got two Ah, from ah, Scott from ah. Dallas. Okay. So I'm just going to read them back to back. Okay. Because that's what we do here. 
All right. Uh, it's from Scott from Dallas, who says, Alamo's secret screening. He said, once a month, the Alamo Drafthouse location near me shows a film selected from the American genre film archive, which I believe happens to be owned by Alamo Corporate. They're all presented on original 35mm prints, most of which have quite a bit of character. Tonight, I saw the most amazing movie they've shown since they brought out the only existing 35mm print of Miami Connection. It's a movie called Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, a.k.a. The Seven Brothers Meet Dracula, a.k.a. The Seven Brothers and Their One Sister versus Dracula. <laughs> it was billed as the world's first kung fu horror film. Now, I would hope that the title and genre alone would sell you on this. Just in case it hasn't, though, I shall add some information that I think will seal the deal. It's a joint production between Hammer Films and Shaw Brothers Studio. For those in the audience who don't know, Hammer Films released a lot of good-ass horror movies, many of which feature Christopher Lee as Dracula. He was originally meant to play Dracula in this film, but unfortunately someone let him read the script beforehand. The Shaw Brothers were basically the kung fu movie makers, and they made every single movie that the Wu-Tang Clan has ever sampled in their music. This was the Western Masters of Horror teaming up with the Eastern Masters of Martial Arts. Now you may be asking yourselves, how much work was involved in finding a director, actors, and a production crew which was able to speak in both English and at least one of the Chinese dialects? Well, the answer to that was absolutely none. They had one director for the British actors and one director for the Chinese actors. They also had separate production crews, and only a few of the Chinese actors knew any English. Yet, despite all this, somehow the movie kind of works. Hammer took care of the plot, Shaw took care of the action, and a horrible confusion created some hilarious practical effects. And because of some cultural differences causing different ideas of what a vampire is, well, look, I'll just say sometimes the vampires walk and sometimes they hop. You know how it is. I would definitely recommend this if you are ever in the mood for a laid-back movie with no pretensions, a cheesy gothic horror plot, and old-school martial arts action. It's good fun. Oh, and one thing I almost forgot. Peter Cushing is in it as Van Helsing. It's his last performance as the character, and boy, what a send-off. Wow. That was one I had trouble when I made my uh, the 100 best uh, martial arts movies. From, what was it? Paste? Yeah. Or whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. When I was finding videos for all of them. That was a tough one to track down because hmm. it goes by like 10 different names. Yeah. And it's frustrating too. Like it was so, and he said, you know, I talked to him about it on Twitter a little bit after he mentioned that it was that movie. I was like, holy shit, are they going to re-release it? And he's like, no, because it was kind of one of those screenings where they go, yeah, we're showing this. Don't kind of make a big deal about it and tell people because uh, we probably shouldn't be showing this. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, the problem with so many of these damn martial arts movies is like, shitty subtitles or you know shitty dubs or just shitty transfers in general yeah and and so many of them will have like here's the korean subtitles on top of the chinese (laughs) subtitles on top of the english subtitles that are like you know google translate Mm -hmm. things so Hmm. but yeah that movie sounds awesome yeah it sounds pretty good as far as that stuff goes i'd watch it (laughs) me too i've seen a version on youtube that's terrible (laughs) <laughs> that's about it well, all right. apparently it's really hard to find a good hmm. copy of it so it's frustrating that there's some out there but well now we because have some people will go looking for it it yeah. wasn't on that shaw brothers like restored page of i don't believe so okay yeah because those restorations well it, it's it was half shaw half hammer so oh, right. who okay. knows that's weird because like most were. of the hammer stuff well that's probably because of the split rights a lot of the hammer yeah. stuff got some really good treatment about five ten years ago yeah but the rights have bounced around like 16 more because t- i think it went to mgm and then oh. of course mgm imploded so who the hell knows where any of that stuff is yeah as always thanks rights yeah <laughs> rights suck yeah money ruins everything sure does all right uh, he followed up with an email about the Alamo again, where he said, uh, God damn, Alamo's that. been knocking it out of the fucking park this week. God damn. 
<laughs> says, I've mentioned before, the Alamo Drafthouse location near me has $1 VHS night once a month. The two hosts bring a VHS movie in, they charge you a dollar, and then you spend like $20 on food and beverages. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. they get you. The most recent movie has left such an impression on me that I'm writing to, writing to you an hour after seeing it because, oh, wow, it's <laughs> 1987's Night Vision, a movie about an aspiring author who has moved from Kansas to the big city crime-ridden cesspool that is Denver, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> He's given a TV and VCR from a semi-friendly thief who stole them from a satanic cult, and holy shit, this is a movie about a VCR that's possessed by a demon. The main male lead is a shy Kansas boy who just doesn't know how the big city works. Or maybe he's mentally retarded, or a fucking sociopath, or maybe Kansas is the name of his home planet, or quite possibly this is the fucked up part of the Matrix that all the rejected agents get sent to. (laughs) The dude is weird. That's all I'm saying. It's one of those cases where a role is supposed to be slightly off, but the actor's inability to act really elevates it into the uncanny valley of human mannerisms. The female lead and loved interest is an eternally angry woman who works in a video rental store whose only sections are sci-fi, horror, and adult. Side note, that sounds like the best yeah, I can go to that video store, store ever. Uh, the semi-friendly thief is a short dude trying his best to look like Burt Reynolds, and he can't act, but by golly, that's not going to stop him from going above and beyond the call of duty. Whenever you see an actor mugging it up in order to try and make fun of back, bad actors, they're not mugging it up half as much as this guy. I think the thing that really cements you needing to see this movie is the sex scene. It's the most bizarre sex scene I've seen outside of weird porn. <laughs> At least, <laughs> all right. You put it that way. Uh, at least one of the actors involved must have never been given the talk before because they had no idea how to respond to anything the other person was doing. Super awkward. There hasn't been a more awkward sex scene put on a film since Chuck lost his V card. Oh, that's a low blow, guy. Come on. Yeah, Dude. guy. Yeah, guy. Whatever. Scott. Used to it. <laughs> I've never before seen two adults struggle to figure out how kissing is supposed to work, and I hope to never forget. Seriously, guys, check out this movie. There's still cheap copies on Amazon. Sorry for giving you two emails for me to read on the same episode, but wow, 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 this movie is all the right types of bad. Crash and Burn, Scott from Dallas, sent via my, and then there's a bunch of binary code that I'm not going to read. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That translates to butt. A satanically possessed VCR. I'm down for that. Sounds pretty good. Years before the ring, there was night vision. (laughs) Great. This is for the Draft House re-release trailer thing. Pretty good. I'm yeah, sold. Sure. Yep, sure. VHS. VHS. Hey, let's do this. The, the, I'd love nothing better than the fact that ghosts just hung out forever waiting for technology to be invented so they could haunt it. I know. Like, what the fuck were they doing until there were telephone lines and... Well, ghosts are like background electricity and electromagnetic <sighs> oscillations, and by technology, they use electrons and move through and yeah. show up on your TV and right. eat your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Totally happened. Ghosts. We all saw white noise. We did. Yeah. We all saw it. Actually, we are white no. noise. <laughs> you didn't see it? No, I, didn't. I never saw white it, noise. It's a little known fact that Nikolai Tesla was the most haunted person on Earth. Mm hmm. <laughs> Because they all rushed in at once. Yeah. They're like, Dude. thanks for inventing this. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> well, he put that big fucking wireless yeah. energy transmitter yeah. up, and they're like, oh, it's like a ghost Sweet. beacon. Yeah. It's like the end of Ghostbusters, too. Fucking ghosts. <laughs> Do we have anything else? We have one more voice. All right. And that's going to wrap it up for the week. All right. He's going to lead us into next week. We'll get this voicemail leads us into next week? It will. Carry okay. on. My way with this pretty long voicemail. Man. Hey, Bandcasters. It's me, John Oddity. Um, I know I said previously in my call that I just stick with short-form 
letters. Um, but I, this time I have to break my promise um, because I actually recently listened to your podcast uh, for Wheels of Terror, which has grown to one of my favorite uh, podcasts or one of my uh, favorite episodes of yours. I actually re-listened to it because it was just really funny. Um, but you guys, of course, went into your famous extensive review of Furious 7. Um, which I kind of actually uh, agree with Mike uh, Chuck's review of it. I'm a little more enthusiastic, uh, but yeah, I think I kind of hold the same sentiment. But you guys always talk about uh, Fast Five as being the best action film uh, in the past 20 years. Um, mine, at choice, it's just my choice, uh, is John Wick, but I do have a great, great fondness for Fast Five. I mean, how can you not in the theater when they drag a, a fucking safe through the streets of Rio de Janeiro, how you cannot just jump in the middle of the theater and say, get some, get some, you know, it's, it's just an awesome sequence. Uh, but I only called this because, funny enough, I was listening to the episode, and very recently, i got to be very vague, very vague about this, but I was just so, I can't contain this in, uh, from a friend of a friend of a friend, I was able to get an advanced screening ticket uh, to, I think it was a press, it was more or less a press screening, a secret press screening for Mad Max Fury Road. And trying to stay as vague as possible or even dumping into hyperbole, I just really can't wait to hear your guys' uh, review or sentiments on the film when it comes out. Um, I think Fury Road can test that. I know it's a big order. I know you guys are really strict and really adamant on uh, Fast Five. But uh, right now, uh, what is it? Today's uh, Sunday, Mother's Day. So tomorrow, the embargo lifts. So what you're going to hear on Monday and probably throughout the rest of the week before the showing starts up uh, on Friday uh, will probably be be unanimously true and enthusiastic. Um, I just, staying vague as possible, that's just what I want to say. I was thinking of you guys. You guys were talking about the, the best action film in the last 20 years. This, I think, will contest it. Just to wet your lips on how enthusiastic and how great this movie is. Uh, Fury Road, I mean, is just going to take the cake. So... And that's where he got cut off. Bye. <laughs> oh, well, bye now. John, you get three minutes. <laughs> Time it. So close. But yeah, uh, most of us will be seeing it. As of recording, we'll see it tomorrow. Right. Um, as of when this yes. posts, we'll have seen it the day before. Time travel so we'll complicated. Be, it yeah, is. It's tricky. We'll be talking about it next week. Yep. Guaranteed. Yep. Along with all the other Mad Max movies, I suspect. Mm-hmm. So... It'll be Mad Maxathon, because it's Carme Diem. Am I right? Yes, you're right. Am, am I right? I thought it was, oh, you're what right. a lovely May. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's all of these things. Animation. No, no. <laughs> May and no. Yoda. It is not. Aw. <sighs> yeah. So does that mean? Yeah. That's where we're caught up on voicemails and emails and all Man, that stuff. We did good. Good job catching up. Yay. Yeah, we, let's not take like three weeks off again. <laughs> eh. Let's just keep up with them, man. All right. Well, there need to be there need to but, stop being such big movies. 
Yeah. It this is, is true. It's summertime. But yeah. Dip into the mailbag more. But mm. let's refill the mailbag. Okay. Why don't you tell people how they can do that? We'll just sit back and unwind. Okay. There are a few ways. Uh, you can email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. That is a popular way to contact us. Um, if you pop on over to the website, which is bmfcast.com, you will see on the right-hand side uh, a bunch of little buttons that lead to all of our social machinations. And you can contact us that way if you wish. Uh, you can also do a really awesome thing that several people did in the last few weeks. And that gives us give us a call on the Garfield phone, the BMFCast hotline, 910-5-JOX-BMF, 910-556-9263. And you can leave us a voicemail there. And uh, if you keep it under three minutes, you won't get cut off like John Oddity tonight. Um, but if you keep it even shorter, you have a much higher likelihood of us uh, actually being able to listen to it. <laughs> Live so and on the true. air. Yeah. Accurate. All right. Give to us phone calls and emails and such. This all sounds pretty good. Follow us on the tweeters. Yeah. Let's get out of here, shall we? We shall. Please. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. <laughs>